you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got some of the bad boys here with me. It's good to see you, Sin City Steve and Matt Michaels. This is our three count talk, and we're going to kick it right off. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. Now, this I'm reading from WrestlingInc.com. It is titled Backstage News on WWE in New Japan Wrestling Talk. So let me just kind of read what it says here. It speaks that earlier this week it was reported WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling have spoken to one another about a potential working relationship. Dating back to late March, early April, WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan has been in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling officials about WWE possibly becoming the official American partner for the Japanese promotion. And on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was hinted at WWE stars going to be bigger New Japan Wrestling shows. Not so much New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestlers showing up in WWE. And this would also involve NXT stars traveling to Japan. Also noted, Dave Meltzer, he noted that uh, the thought would be to allow guys like Daniel Bryan, uh, if he resigns with WWE, who want to work in Japan could go over there. And WWE wouldn't send someone if they had no interest in going. This, of course, would all depend on negotiations going through, which they have not as of right now. New Japan Pro Wrestling is working with AEW and Impact Wrestling at the moment and has a working relationship with ROH and CMLL. All right, fellas, let's get right into it. The news broke, I guess, Thursday on this, and since then, a lot of talks. Hell, it was even a promo kicked out by our very own Tony Khan. So much is going on. I'm going to kick it off to you, Sin City. What's your take on all this? Would you ever have thought possibly a WWE in talks with, with New Japan? What's going on? I know, right? It's never happened before. <laughs> McMahon's promotion is never negotiated with New Japan or any other Japanese promotion. <laughs> I'm saying that because obviously there have been things that have happened in the past. Sure. Um, and people such as Hulk Hogan working over in Japan while still being under WWE, uh, the, the WWF contract. So, yeah. Um, nonetheless, um, yeah, you made you made allusion to the Tony Khan promo that was cut, um, which, you know, it's definitely out there. It's right on uh, the AEW official Twitter account. Um, and uh, it was a video that dropped right before uh, AEW Dynamite um, dropped on Friday. Um, yeah, AEW owner and president Tony Khan um, 
said that he was reading the Observer that morning oh. and heard that heard about WWE president Nick Khan being in talks with New Japan about a possible relationship. Uh, Khan said that Nick Khan had done a lot in the last two months, um, but mentioned how in the last two weeks, how New Japan stars Ren Narita, Rocky Romero, and Yuji Nagata all appeared on AEW programming. Um, he also said that he um, had future plans with New Japan Pro Wrestling, also the IWGP US Championship currently mm -hmm. being held by John Moxley. Right. Uh, he did also mention that he reunited Rapongi Vice, um, which uh, obviously is a team of uh, Trent and uh, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero, mm -hmm. um, who were uh, they held the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships for New Japan. Um, and did quite well for themselves. Um, but this is what I thought was pretty interesting. He ended the promo um, by, uh, by saying that there's only room for one con in pro wrestling, and that's Tony Khan, not some con man from Connecticut. <laughs> so, yeah, um, interesting stuff there. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I... I don't know how much uh, how much stock I put in WWE being the exclusive um, U.S. partner for New Japan. Um, I just it, I don't know how much truth is in that. Yeah. Um, but it 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 wouldn't surprise me if WWE saw the the relationship that was starting to build, and they said, "Oh, well, we you know." It might be nice if we got in on this as well. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see. Um, and there are a lot of people that uh, get paid a lot of money to make these business deals. And uh, they sign a lot of uh, non-disclosure agreements. But as we know about the pro wrestling business, a non-disclosure agreement doesn't really mean too much, um, at least in the eyes of people, until the lawyers come calling. So. Yeah. We'll see one way or another if there's any stock in this. Before I move over to you, Michael, just a couple of comments. Uh, Sean said, very surprised with New Japan trying this consider considering how Shinsuke has been booked. New Japan quit dealing with Impact years ago after their use of Akata and Sonata. This has to be a WWE thing. And then our boy John came in and said, Tony Khan is very much trying to be the Eric Bischoff of this generation. So, um, I don't know. I think over to you, Michaels. What's your take over all of this that you've been hearing come down since Thursday, including Tony Khan even uh, having his own fun with this promo? Okay, first, um, uh, John's thought there. Um, this is one of my big problems with Tony Khan, and that is he is becoming a television character. Eric Bischoff did not own the company. So... Basically, Eric Bischoff got fired when he was putting more focus on his being a celebrity <laughs> right. than running the company. Mm -hmm. You can't do that with Tony Khan. What you can do is not renew the contract when it comes up. So he has to watch out because this is if he gets too far into this to the point where the product is not doing the draw and the ratings that um the to, to you know turner c is necessary um you i mean listen turner already 
put out a deal for NHL, which kind of is something that I think is going under uh, the uh, radar um, because of the fact that, um, let's face it, NHL, you're replacing your big thing (laughs) in wrestling with the NHL, which, you know, is, is not the biggest uh of hub um so you know it could it could be problematic but um the uh the next thing is um could the wwe be talking to new japan sure why because it's not vince mcmahon doing it this is the new business structure and if these guys who are coming in who are seeing the other companies working with New Japan, the first question, if you're a good business person, is how come we're not doing that? So could very well, you know, just be the, the new regime who is actually doing this, the business side of things. Now I'm going to give you the hot take. Okay. I think it was very, very interesting that um, this comes from Dave Meltzer. And you know what Dave Meltzer doesn't have to answer to? How he heard about this. You know who Dave Meltzer works with? AEW. I'm going to say that this is bullshit. (laughs) It was a work. It was a fucking work. Why? To get people talking. Why not? You don't have to prove anything. Um, it's a work. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry by calling out Dave like that. And then to make it cute by putting into your promo, the con man up North, this shit was just geared. And this is what makes me mad about AEW, Steve. It's they are only looking out to make the guys who watch AEW pop. That's it. They're now building a new base. They're trying to get that reaction out of, you know, the people who fucking hate WWE. And what better to infuriate those fans and to think, well, how the fuck could they do that? Fuck them. You know, AW is going to do it. And they're going to shove it there in the face. Because Tony Khan sounded like a fucking Mark in that fucking interview, in that promo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, also... He had, uh, you're not taking on SmackDown. You're on after it. So, you know, there is no indication at all that New Japan and WWE are talking or are not talking. And I think that everyone got worked. And that's why I do not trust Dave Meltzer at all. I think that this guy has made a career of establishing himself as a quote-unquote journalist right, and using the people who are willing to tell him stuff who guys like Sean Waltman has said, oh, yeah, we used to feed him bullshit just to see if he'd print it. Okay? That's not very realistic. Um, that's not being a journalist. That's not doing your fucking... Uh, it, why break this story... If you do not have it 100% confirmed 
And you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that these negotiations are being held. Why? Because, you know, hey, Dave, I need to do, I want to do something that get, oh, hey, well, I could say that they're talking to New Japan. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. You know where I could score some? So. <laughs> and shout out to John who said, hey, Charlotte doesn't trust Meltzer either. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, man. And, Mel- and Meltzer has her personal phone number, as Charlotte has stated. And, uh, you know, if yeah. you're not going to reach out to Charlotte to talk about things, just keep making your shit up, Dave. It's fucking awesome. Because the people who buy into it are the fan. I mean, the AEW fans get riled up when they read something like this as, hey, this is our thing. Um, and on top of it, that idiot called himself the door. The fucking forbidden door. <laughs> You're not Tony Khan. You're not the fucking forbidden door. And you won't ever be the forbidden door. <laughs> so I hate to break into you, but you know what you are? You're a rich little fucking kid who really doesn't have an, any idea of a business format for wrestling. You just listen to, hey, my buddies, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Cody they, oh man, they're friends. They hang out with me. Yeah, good for you, bud. Good for you, man. Just keep it like that, and you'll fucking ruin your own business by putting yourself front and center in the spotlight by doing shit like this. You're going to sink yourself, man. And none of us want to see that happen because there are a lot of people who depend on that company for work. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. You know, all this all this rumor stuff, all this undo-undo, all this shit Dave reports. You know, one thing that Dave, I don't think, really thinks about is who he's fucking hurting. Because you know who he's not hurting? Dave Meltzer and his own fucking pocketbook. So, there you go. <laughs> Woo! Hey, Chris, hey, Chris just said, are we listening yeah. to Matt Michaels or Jim Cornette? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Um, they're, getting, they're getting more and more friggin indistinguishable by the week they are since the the um, difference is i'm not a homophobic racist well there's that (laughs) (laughs) obviously um also uh props to sean uh saying dave's not a coke man definitely ghb yep i said it Yeah. Before I jump over to the second count, Sin City, did you want to add anything else to that? Or are you good? Just wanted to make sure. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, I, I, I hadn't even thought about uh, Michael's angle that he just proposed. I think that that's uh, definitely enticing, and I could definitely see that being the case. Um, but we'll see, yeah. as they say. Sure. All right, let's jump over to our second. This is from eWrestlingNews.com. It's titled Three Ways Brock Lesnar Can Return to WWE. So I'm just going to uh, name those uh, three ways without giving the long explanations, and you guys can just uh, uh, talk about that. So uh, the first one he mentions is he can return by elevating the mid-card. And you could just kind of, you know, he goes into a long diatribe on that one. 
The the second way that he can is, Paul, you betrayed me. Mm, That's a good one. All right. And here is the last one. This one would be an almighty matchup. And, of course, we're talking about the almighty Bobby Lashley. So these are three ways Brock Lesnar could return to WWE. Let me ask you, I'll start with you. Uh, hey, let me start with you this time, Matt Michaels. What do you think out of those three? Any, any, you know, if Brock Lesnar were returned, uh, any one of those storylines you see would be, or or reasons for coming back would be would be good for, for Brock. So, you know, what's really interesting about this is, um, they use that term reasons, mm-hmm. which I don't think that a storyline is a reason to come back. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of an odd, you know, an odd take. Um, if he was to come back, you would hope that the natural storyline is the Paul Heyman storyline. You know, that, that we've said that before. Um I'll give you three reasons that Brock Lesnar comes back. The Brinks truck knows his address. <laughs> the private jet has now been upgraded to like a stealth fighter jet, basically. And um, Sable uh, is now 20 years younger. And, um, you know, that that all, again, is, you know, the reason. Yeah. Uh, money, money, and more money would be the reason he'd come back. And outside of that, um, him wrestling Bobby Lashley or, you know, Paul came and coming between them. Or uh, what was that ridiculous first one? Mick Hart. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's the fucking yeah. worst. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is going to come back and, and become a mid-carter. And, and I liked one of the things that in this article, it, it literally says he's going to be a mid-carter to challenge John Cena for the Intercontinental Championship. So, um, <laughs> boy, I, you know, that's who TK should call is this guy who wrote this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, the guys are lit on the chat, man. They're going, they're, they're, they, they got it going, man. They got, they're saying a lot of stuff and pretty much agreeing with you, Matt. But let me jump over to you, Sin City. What's your take when you, uh, you saw the three reasons why Brock could come back? So, yeah, I, I think that the, the major reason why Brock would come back is for the money. Uh, much as the only reason that Walker Stewart chose to write this article, uh, that as of the time that I pulled up this article has so far received 4,961 hits. So that's it. So, um, yeah, good job, Walker Stewart. We're talking about an article that you wrote with uh, one absolutely fucking terrible reason, one reason that we've talked about on this show, and quite frankly, the one that I would be okay with, and we're going in order. Um, I out of these three, I would be completely good um, if Lesnar would come back to have a matchup with Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have have talked about wanting to see it, and obviously, whatever the situation um, has has somewhat changed. Uh, you know, we're talking a twenty like you. 
throughout the the 20 year thing on Sable as a joke, but mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, a 20 year backdate on this match would have been even better than what it is today. Um, but still, I think that there's a market to see a match between Lashley and Lesnar. Um, it, it certainly would make for a good SummerSlam matchup. Um, or if you built it properly, you could do a Mania match. But I think that this is a solid match to give Lashley a good opponent at the number two show of the year. Well, I say um, um, John did. John just said the only money match right now, though, is Bobby Lashley. So it would bring in some MMA fans as well. So maybe you got a good, a good point and, with that. And where is where is SummerSlam this year? We'll we'll get to that in, uh, <laughs> in another pound, right? <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, nonetheless, nonetheless, yeah. okay. With SummerSlam being where it's going to be, of course you're going to have Rumored. MMA fan crossover. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just book that match. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And I would isn't be completely. There and isn't there good with that. some some legitimate actually heat between the two? By the way, I I, I have no idea. Okay, I thought I read that there were some, especially with Bobby Lashley having more of some dislikes with him for some reason. But that could have just all been bullshit. But okay, I, I mean gotcha. the, yeah. the only the only thing really that that Lashley could be upset about with Lesnar is that he is the smartest wrestler in the history of and one of the smartest wrestlers in the history of the business. Um, I mean, keep in mind, here's a guy who worked, what, 30 dates in a year and got paid $6 million or some crazy shit. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's an insanely smart businessman. Um, that'd be the only thing that what, from what I could tell, um, that there would be heat between them. Um, obviously I don't know for sure, for sure. So I could just very well be talking out of my ass, but, uh, it is what it is. And yeah, okay. So, so I, you know what, um, I, I think, I, I think that what we're going to see is something a little bit different because this is all centralized about Lesnar going back to WWE. I say because don't forget, Brock's got a daughter now who is at the age where she could start competing in the ring. I say Brock and his daughter go to AEW as a tag team. And they'll take on Cody and his daughter. I knew that was coming. And they'll do the job. <laughs> they'll do the job. They'll do the job. Cody's and, daughter will pin Brock. And Cody's daughter is going to blade. <laughs> oh, the world stars going, baby. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, I, I have to. I have to shout out Sean's point. If Brock comes back, I only want to see him dancing with a boombox. Actually, breaking news, Brock showed up with the acclaimed at AEW and was dancing with a boombox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right. Well, we'll have to see if uh, if he comes back, if it'll be one of those three reasons uh, to Dude, come back. next time you get a story, don't look at Walker, Texas Ranger to get a story from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right all right all right literally this th you know how they say never trust somebody that has two first names <laughs> okay 
Well, this guy, he has two first names and two last names. Last names. Literally. <laughs> Walker could be a first name or a last name, just as Stewart could be a first name or a last name. Right. We're just double fucked on this shit. Right. Oh, man. All right. Let's go over to our third count. And this one's from uh, WrestlingInc.com. Title, Potential Issue for a WWE SummerSlam Stadium Show in Las Vegas. I know know Shant said, spoiler alert, SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas. I don't know. Let's read what it says here. It just talks about how it is. Uh, it was announced that it's going to be at the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and that is scheduled for August twenty uh, August twenty second, and is still the leading candidate to host the city. It was also reported in Dave Meltzer's uh, Wrestling Observer Radio that is expected to be made shortly about the event taking place at Allegiant Stadium. It's been reported for a month how WWE wanted an outdoor stadium setting for the biggest pay per view of the summer, and while Allegiant does not have a, a retractable roof. It does allow for an outdoor setting with a special roof and doors. Now, it was speculated that WWE may reevaluate SummerSlam venue plans now that the big Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence Jr. BPC Fox boxing match has been announced for the night before SummerSlam on Saturday, August 21st. So WWE is now no longer the biggest show in town that weekend, and they may struggle to fill the stadium with 60,000 fans. And Vegas is traditionally a tough market for pro wrestling, and it will already be a tough sale to reach a sold-out crowd for SummerSlam. And just to give a little bit more about the Allegiant Stadium, it says it has a capacity of 65,000 fans for NFL games. 61,000 fans, 61,000 fans for soccer games, but it can expand up to 72,000 people. And WWE could always run the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, which has a capacity of 15,000 people. But one of the first SmackDowns on Fox episodes took place in that venue and only drew 7,000. And they could also run the MGM Grand Arena and, uh, and the Mandalay Bay Event Center, but those venues could be too small for a special event like SummerSlam. So, bottom line here, guys, um, it's been rumored. It's, everyone's been getting excited. You know, oh my God, it's going to come to Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, you know, but for a minute, hold up, wait up. I mean, do we want to play that role? First off, let me be real. Uh, Manny Pack, I, I, I'm not huge in, in the world of, of, of boxing, so. Of course, I know Manny Pacquiao, but I don't know who um, Errol Spence Jr. is, and he may be just as a big name. But I'm surprised to think that, being that that would be a big boxing match, that that would have the effect on what SummerSlam would be able to do the night after that match. Um, But they may have a point. I mean, you know, you got two big things happening in town. I mean, I guess boxing fans, I think boxing fans and wrestling fans, although there could be some similarities there, I I think there in many ways could still be separate. I don't think you have your people who spend those expensive uh, tickets on on a boxing match or the same fans that are going to spend that for SummerSlam, but but who knows? I will say it is probably a tough market to fill uh, for Vegas. And at the same time, listen, people haven't been out. This would be the biggest show uh, that is happening probably on the West Coast. A lot of people would love to see the Allegiant Stadium. 
Um, I, I think this will still be a win for WWE to do this, but maybe they have a point. I don't know. Let me go over to you, Sin City. I mean, it's this is rumored now to possibly not be in Vegas. Uh, I heard one of the possible places could be L.A., but then I also heard that they're having um, some sort of an event happening around that time, too. Um, that's big. I, I'll have to double-check something at SoFi or something. But I don't know. What's your take to hear that it may not be here in Vegas because of a big boxing match the night before? I think that that's all smokescreen. Okay. Um, if WWE wants to have the event here in Vegas, they're going to have it here in Vegas. Um, I, I I don't know if... I, like like what you just said. Uh, obviously, Pacquiao is a proven entity. Um, definitely, he has crossover mainstream appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, Errol Spence Jr. I I don't know if if you're going to be able to draw sixty thousand people right. to the Allegiant Stadium for that fight. Um, I, I I don't I don't think that that's going to be yeah. that that is uh, an adequate thing to even. To even put out there, well, they, um, they didn't. They didn't announce. There's no announcement of, of where this fight will be. Oh, okay. At all? Well then, well then, fuck it. Like business as usual. WWE twenty second. Mark your calendars. It's going to be at <laughs> the fucking Allegiant Stadium. They want an outdoor stadium. Great. We might not have a retractable roof, but we got the uh, the sliding glass panel, so that you know, basically the entire strip. Is exposed, um, whatever it. Just, just make your press announcement so that I know whether or not to reserve my room and buy my tickets. <laughs> I feel you there. Let me move over to you, to uh, Matt Michaels. I mean, to hear that you know everyone's getting excited because it could be here in Vegas, but now kind of hearing, well, I don't know if it's going to be here or not. What's your take on this whole thing? So I think that the WWE kind of got pissed because it was leaked out. I think that you know there was no intention to put it out there yet, um, because they're still they were still coming up with the you know how their schedule is going to play mm-hmm. in terms of what they were going to do um, leading up you know just starting back up on the road. Yeah, uh, a couple of factors. One, like I said, the, the, so this announcement came by Twitter for the Pacquiao fight on Friday. Okay. Okay. So immediately after that was put out there, all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, this is not happening now. Uh, WWE is going to scramble. They're not going to do it here. Probably bullshit on that end too. It's just assumption, Uh, especially with no place uh, announced right now. Um, So that's why this article made the assumption that they could run, uh, SummerSlam could run in T-Mobile if they wanted to. Right. the 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 honest answer is that I don't see so so Pacquiao hasn't fought since 2019, so there's going to be a draw just because it's been a little bit of time. But this guy he's going to be fighting is the um, pound for pound number four ranked guy. He's got two belts. Okay, so there's a little bit of a draw to this guy. But notice, you guys have said his name about like eight, nine times, and I still refer to him as this guy because I don't remember what his fucking name is. Right. So that should say something. And I, you know, I watch boxing. Um, so, you know, 
the problem here is that you're you're basically with Pacquiao, you're trying to bleed a turnip, right? The guy is essentially semi-retired, so you know, will the fight be worthwhile? Who knows? I mean, what kind of draw are they going to be able to get? Number two, L.A. was all of a sudden a quick, heavily rumored, like, oh, well, maybe they'll go to L.A. then. Except on the 21st, the Raiders are playing the Rams in a preseason game. Mm, mm, So it's not going to happen in L.A., most likely, unless they don't run the big stadium, which why wouldn't they? So all of, uh, all indications would be that WWE has not announced anything yet because they're taking feelers from anyone in that area of between Texas and Colorado, Arizona could be potentially if they don't have a football game going on, that could be um, or if the baseball, yeah, if the base, baseball team's not playing. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is that once this uh, Pacquiao thing got announced, what a great way to, you know, basically start pitting people against each other to raise the price up. So I think yeah. they're just playing for money right here. And, and that's what you're seeing. Um, you know, the, the other thing, too, that this makes the point of is the idea that they wanted people to travel to the site, right? Well, if you're having the Pacquiao fight on a Saturday, most likely at least 20% of those fans would probably buy a ticket to SummerSlam. So why wouldn't you fucking have it here on Sunday? (laughs) It's just, it makes most sense that if there's another big event going on, that you're going to draw a percentage of those people because it's a combat sport. So, and by the way, I also want to say I um I know they made the point in the article to say that the first Fox, the first SmackDown on Fox, drew seven thousand at the T-Mobile Arena. But I will tell you, I was also at the first. No, I mean, I was at the Money in the Bank, which was the first WWE event that was at the T-Mobile Arena, and that place was practically sold out. And I think mm-hmm. one of the main reasons of it is, first off, you, you know, you, I mean, it's first, it was a new arena here. <laughs> Everybody wanted yeah. to see the T-Mobile Arena. That was first, you know. Uh, and it's not like Money in the Bank is a huge pay-per-view everybody run to, and it's in Vegas. So I don't think it would have a problem. I, I, I know it's a tough market, I know. But still, I don't think I think it, we will have a lot more than what they're downplaying it to for people to not to say they won't show up. But it's a stupid comparison because the first SmackDown on Fox is not a fucking pay per view. That's true. It, that's you know, and look, you're you're assuming now that wrestling is getting fans back. That when they go and they shoot. SmackDown or they shoot a Raw or whatever, you're going to get a pretty decent draw, which they wouldn't have gotten before the pandemic. You're going to get people merely showing up just because they want to see live pro wrestling. That's right. WWE pro wrestling, right? Especially for those people who have kids where the kids were, let's say, seven years old two years ago and are now nine or ten years old. 
That's right. They're more, you know, they're more invested now. They had maybe have never seen their favorite wrestlers or any WWE wrestler wrestle live. Not to mention, so yeah, a, yeah it's, your, it's your second biggest pay-per-view, okay? And you're right next door to California, which you're going to bring everybody in from SoCal. Uh, not alone just the rest of the country, but SoCal alone in Vegas is enough <laughs> to get half of your audience in along. So... It's, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's goofy to think that um, it's goofy to think that there's um, a reluctance because they quote unquote won't f- sell out the stadium. Um, <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, is that we know how they plan things. They can make it seem as if the stadium is at a fairly high capacity. One of the ways you do that is simply say, for the safety and precaution of our fans, we decided that we're going to use social distancing practices. <laughs> and there you go. Right. You, now right. You, you, you have to say, well, the venue is actually only going to hold 40,000 or 35,000. Right. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is that it was never in stone that it was going to be here. And I think that Vegas residents got more assumptive of just, oh yeah, well, we've got it. It's like, no, no, (laughs) we haven't yet. Sure. So, All right, guys. Um, I guess that'll be our three count right there. We uh, thank everyone for tuning in and listening. Uh, Let's give our final thoughts for the, uh, for the week. I'll start with you, uh, Sin City and uh, what you got. Definitely. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight in the chat. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We uh, we, we appreciate everything. Um, obviously, uh, this is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I think that everybody should keep in mind the true meaning of why this holiday exists. It's not just a long weekend. Um, remember those who made the, uh, the Supreme sacrifice so that we can do what we need to do and what we want to do in this country. So, um, obviously, as I say every week, um, special shout out to every, every person serving this country on lands, both foreign and domestic. We appreciate you. We thank you and keep doing what you're doing. Come back home soon. Um, and then last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout. Save yourself 15%. No doubt. Matt Michaels. Yeah, I just want to get going here because AW's pay-per-view is still going. So I want to see who wins. <laughs> you, want to, you want to see how it is. <laughs> you, you, you might be up past midnight trying to do that. Okay. Um, but, okay, with that, everyone, thank you for listening. We will see you back next week. Also, don't forget... Uh, the Falco Files every Wednesday. Make sure you listen to it. It's great stuff. Um, it's a, uh, Future Stars of Wrestling. It's 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 back up and going. You want to attend the shows. You want to listen to the interviews. Wednesdays is when it happens. All right. Until then, next we'll see you next week. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.